0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ryan Out Loud. I am here with my friend, fellow podcaster, entrepreneur. He has a lot of titles. Micah Butler, welcome. What's good?
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Like, this has been... I feel like maybe it's been in the works for a while now. And here you are, I'm out loud. So, yeah, like, I'm,
1: I'm, this is my first time on the other side.
0: You are the host of Combos for the Culture, right? That is mm-hmm. your podcast, that is your platform. Uh, jump into that. Tell people about who you are which you represent with Convos for the Culture is. Introduce yourself to the Ryan out Ryan Out listeners who might not be familiar with who you are.
1: Yeah. So Convos for the Culture, uh, it was actually birthed out of my clothing line, King Zara's clothing. We provide clothes that speak, right? The clothing line was actually birthed out of the activism work I was doing. Way Way years back, right? And some years back, I was doing a mentorship program for some young, uh, for some kids or whatnot, um, and everything was coming out of pocket. Every, 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 everything was coming out of pocket. So uh, I had this back to school event that I wanted to do, and yeah, we wanted to get donations from people, but also I didn't want to just rely on just donations. So I made this shirt, um, and it was real simple. It was like "Black Love Matters." Uh, the O was a red heart with the fist in the middle of it. I posted it on um I actually wow I put it on Teespring at the time. So that shows you like how long ago that was, right? Teespring. I put it yeah Teespring it was like a crowdfunding like website where you could sell yeah. t-shirts. Okay. So I put it on Teespring was like, hey, this is for that. And like we literally sold like a hundred shirts like that. People were just buying them. Yeah. Um so then Second shirt, I said, yo, let's see if we can, you know, run this back. I made another shirt and it was called, it was with the Martin design, but the name of the shirt was Respect CK, my melanin, because I had watched that Breakfast Club interview with Birdman when he said, put some respect on my name. So I was like, boom, Respect my melanin. That one went crazy too. And I was like, yo, let's like, I think I could, you know, do something with this. So, uh, started the clothing line uh and then we started like all of our clothes really had different meanings we had like carefree black boy we had um does my black does my blackness offend you like every single piece spoke to something yeah so um before the pandemic I was like yo let's take these shirts and like start having conversations centered around these shirts so I first had the idea for the podcast in that way and I was like what I wanted to do the the original vision for convos for the culture and when it first started it was actually called conversations for the culture, but the original vision for that was us to be like in a room, us rocking the gear or whatever, and then having conversations centered around whatever piece that we were wearing. Right. I had like this big grand idea. Um, we were gonna start in March of 2020, right? Uh, I had everything set up. I had like. A day, a studio that we were going to go to and we were going to film like the first five episodes, like back to back to back, had different guests coming in. Um, And then the pandemic happened. Pandemic happened. And and honestly, I put it on pause because I kept making excuses. I was like, oh, I can't do it because, you know, like when you have an idea and you want the idea to be like exactly how it is, you want everything to be perfect. And like that's what it was for me. And it wasn't that. It was like, oh, we're all stuck in the house. I don't want to do the podcast. So I actually didn't. So I had the idea, like I said, in late 2019. It was supposed to launch in 2020. I didn't launch the podcast until January of last year, 2022. But we did it. Um, We pushed out 50 episodes in the first season. And basically, Convos for the Culture is a weekly podcast. Um, And we just talk all things Black culture. So sports, fashion, politics, gender, sexuality, relationships. uh, And we really take things from pop culture, right? And then we talk about how it affects us in our everyday lives. So let's say, like, Blueface and Christian Rock, right? There's always something going on with them. So, like, where some people will just talk about the drama and the tea and all of that, we do talk about that, but then we say... Blueface and Christian Rock, that's somebody's mama and daddy that we've seen. Some of the people listening to you, they might be in a Blueface and Christian Rock type relationship. So we kind of try to pull from what's going on in pop culture, but then actually talk about it in a meaningful
0: way that you can like get something from the conversation. I love that. And I, what I love is how we were talking off camera about Mm -hmm. I love it, but it's also, like, we have to be honest, the pressure, okay, of doing a weekly podcast, right? You pushed out 50 episodes um, in one season, which I, kudos, like, that, is, I am in my fifth season, and I think I just reached 72 episodes. <laughs> like, what was that mindset for you to push this brand, this podcast and your brand and to you know put it out here like what made Uh you just to be consistent what is your key what is your goal tell me because i need to learn (laughs) how to be more consistent because when i don't feel like it i'm not going to do it (laughs) right uh so really the same
1: so i came from um i have a background just doing a lot of uh social media right just social
0: i have a pretty written down like like, look i have entrepreneur activist. You're a military veteran. Thank oh, you. you did your research. Uh, content creator, brand strategy, and content yes. creation. Like oh, you, you, you did your research.
1: So Listen, actually, the way I approached this podcast really came from that brand strategy background, right? Yes. Um, I remember when was that? Um my 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 original Instagram had gotten hacked uh at 6k right it had gotten hacked at the 6k i was devastated i took that day i was in my feelings and then the very next day i said you know what we gotta get back to work so what i did with that um just learning you know doing different research value matters consistency matters like all of that so for the first 60 days i repurposed old content from that old page brought it over to the new page and i also um, put out new content, right? So I was posting like two to three to- times a day, um, for the first ninety days that I had the new page back. Okay. And I and I ran and I ran those numbers up. So it was kind of like the same concept when, with combos for the culture. I was like, I want to be when people because before people knew me for the dude who helped people create content, right? The dude who helped people with their brands. The dude who had the clothing line. I wanted to really reshape people's minds so when they see me, they know, yo, that's the combos for the culture guy. When I come to his page, we're going to have combos that mean something, right? When I come to his page, we're going to be tussling in the comments. When I come to his page, there's going to be something to talk about, right? So I said, I have to push out as much content as possible because I have to retrain my audience to know me as this now, right? When it comes to podcasting, it's like, oh, he does podcasting. Oh, he has these conversations. Oh, he talks about uh, black culture. So really, that's what it was. It was like I wanted to be at the center of the conversation. And it worked because now I had people. It's so funny. It's annoying at times because people will be like, hey, are you talking about this this week? Hey, did you see this? They'll, like, randomly send me stories and this from Neighborhood Talk and this from Hollywood Unlocked. So um, that's really what what it was. Um, And then just the consistency. Um, I think what a lot of creators do is... It's not always about the numbers, right? Sometimes we chase the numbers. It's like, oh, I posted a reel and it only got 50 likes. I'm never posting a reel again, right? Um, <laughs> but it's the consistency of the thing. I started um, to going into season two. I was running a campaign, right? Um, just Asking 200 people to no- donate $10 for the season so we could get new equipment, new minds new lights and all of that somebody gave me they said they cashed at me one hundred dollars three different times three separate times them by themselves and i was like whoa and this was somebody that i didn't even know listened to the podcast so i asked them i'm like yo what's up did you mean to send this because they sent it the next week into the next week i'm like are you meaning to do this and they're like yeah and they were like your consistency really stuck out to me they were like, I listened to every single episode of your podcast. I was like, what? Because they never comment on nothing. They never, none, none of that, right? Those
0: be ones. Those
1: be the ones. And, and and he was like, it's your consistency that made me do this. Um, and he's like, every time I come on my timeline, I know I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to be able to hear a different perspective, et cetera, et cetera. So like. Consistency is key. And that's what everything, whether it's your business, whether it's uh, the gym, whether it's you pursuing a relationship with somebody,
0: like consistency is everything. Which niggas lack. But that's another conversation another time when it comes to Oof. Oof. <laughs> Woo. Anyways. So also <laughs> what I do love is how, like, so I will tell you my I can't remember what it was, but it's been a few years. I reached my limit with the shade room. Oh. Um the shade room, Hollywood unlocked. Um the neighborhood. neighborhood talk. Yeah, like I <laughs> the hitter, it's just sometimes and like until like like there's been times when I my post, because I tweet a lot, a lot. And my tweets go viral a lot. And mm-hmm. a lot of times- You Twitter I, famous, bro. <laughs> I, I just, and I'm like, I don't even know how this followed. Like, I really just, I'm a random ass tweeter. Like, anyways. Mm-hmm. So until somebody tags me in the post, right? Oh, Ryan, you're on Hollywood Unlocked. Or I made the shade room a few times. Like, I don't notice until- I see that, right? So I go to the post, I'm tagged in the post because they don't give you credit, A. B, they- Ever. You know, there's always some tussling going on in, in that. There's always going to be somebody disagreeing with why are Beyonce shoes blue and not green? You know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how was it important for you to shift that narrative? Because when mm-hmm. you post your content, you give the credit. You give, you know, you- post the resource, you know, resources, all of that. How was that, how was that important for you to switch that narrative? Because, um, so yeah,
1: that's a great question. <laughs> um, I want, so like, so when it comes to the podcast specifically, I tell people that like my style, I say that I'm like the black gay Charlotte man without the toxicity. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you them hot them hot takes. I'm going to push that envelope. I'm going to, you know, really get in that. I, can we cuss on here? Yeah. Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm going to get in that ass, but I'm still going to be respectful, right? And not yeah. toxic, right? So when I do the actual content for the conference for the Culture platform, because I really want to uh, build that as like a whole entire media platform of like a whole entire platform. I believe that... The shade room, neighborhood talk, and Hollywood unlocked, all of those, there's some value in there. I'm not going to sit here and crap on them and be like, there's no value, but all the toxic stuff kind of outweighs it. So mm-hmm. for me, I want to pr- be able to provide a platform for those voices that we see on Twitter because those voices like yourself, voices like, you know, different commentators, through common social commentators and urban commentators and culture commentators, I want to be able for them to that's why I tag him it takes two seconds to do the work and just tag them exactly. because you're because if I'm pulling six different people's thoughts right yeah. and that's making my post go viral or whatever the least that I can do is give them some credit so really it's just me doing what I wish they did for me because I've been on the shave room I've been on all them a couple of times right people would text me and be like oh my god bro you're on the shade room again I'm like oh crap what's happening <laughs> um yeah. That's scary. You know, that's a scary moment. Um, but then also I try to just approach things with a lot more positive spin. I know that that's gonna make the platform grow a lot slower, but there's just certain stuff that I won't do. Like I don't play, I don't post anything about Blueface and Krishna Rock. <laughs> I don't because it's toxic, right? And I feel like we already have a neighborhood talk, we already have a Hollywood, we have all of these that only focus on that toxic stuff. So if we do post them, it's a conversation that's being had on the podcast, but I'm not giving you a play by play, this person did this, and then she unfollowed him, and then whoop, 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 because it's just like, what's the point? So like, I, I just try to approach everything that we do with a more positive spin. I understand that the negative happens and you can talk about the negative, But I don't believe that you should um, glorify the negative. And I feel like some of the other blogs, that's what they do. And also some of the other blogs, which is crazy because two out of three are ran by um, people within the LGBTQ community. However, they're very transphobic. Mm. Um, Those pages are very homophobic. Very, 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 very.
0: I cringe when I see because I am followed, I don't even follow Hollywood Unlock. I don't follow yeah. Cameron, but when I'm on the timeline of Twitter I mm-hmm. go, I love like recently uh, Zaya Wade her days cover <laughs> dropped which she looks yes. she looks absolutely amazing she looks beautiful but then that's of that other part of me I'm like I don't like this because and how people like the shade room have access to that right and mm-hmm. because they have access then the comments are going to be filled with why are they treating her you know like why are they miss you know she's too young mm-hmm. to, to be like it just mm-hmm. it's scary and that's not even i they i don't know them they don't know me but it's just like a because we are in that that is our community that is like mm-hmm. Sister, you know, a young come up and coming, I feel like there's a need to protect, you know, like I've, it's uh, just, you know. That's the culture that they built, though. So
1: you have to be intentional with the culture that you're building right the community that you're building so what we're building at convos for the culture and that's why i said i'm cool with it taking a little longer to boom as long as we're building the right culture people most people who follow combos for the culture know we don't we don't rock with homophobia we don't rock with uh transphobia we don't rock with colorism anything that's anti-black i personally i'm gonna come in them comments and pack you up out of there we don't rock with the disrespect for... Uh, we are a very pro-woman show, right? Yes. I get a lot of um, a pro-woman platform, black woman that is. Um, I get a lot of pushback. Oh, you only care about black women. Oh, you only this. You're right. Yeah. First and foremost, I ride for black women. So any of that foolishness? Now, you can disagree, but people know don't bring that over here. And I think that uh, that's where... I feel like that's where Kyle and uh, Jason Lee Hmm. don't do the best job with neighborhood talk in Hollywood and a lot. They don't really police those type of comments.
0: And being that they are in the community. Yes. It just doesn't make it any... I have nothing positive about them to say. So I'm just, you know... All people in community
1: aren't actually in community though,
0: so that's a real thing. Learn that you sometimes you learn that the hard way, but literally. So, Micah, you have you wear all these hats, right? Yeah. And first of all, well, we're gonna get into this. Oh, yeah. you're
1: talking about figuratively or literally? Like, <laughs> I'm bald, so you know, sometimes if it, if if we if we're not fresh shaved. <laughs> The
0: hat goes on. I, I am screaming. I Well, okay. Yes, because you do wear hats. But what I'm talking about is you're, you know, running the podcast. Got you. Um, the platform that you are building with Convos, you know, the platform, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being an entrepreneur, um, content creating, all of that, right? So, yeah. and then think about your your regular job. You're nine to, you know, air quote, you're nine to five. Yeah. When you, what is a day of Micah Butler, the the human, the beautiful black man that you are? What is that day when you're not worried of doing anything work related? What is that? What is that day? What is a day of self care for you?
1: Ooh, this is a great question, and I'm gonna be one thousand percent honest. Right? Um, I don't do self care like I should. And that's something that I'm trying to but figure you, out this year.
0: But you are, like, I've seen you. You are in a gym. That is self-care. That's a part okay. of it. Okay.
1: Well, I would say, yeah, the, the, the gym is definitely um something. Yeah, I would say the gym uh, is something that I do. But as far as, like, me taking the day, like, I don't do the whole. And this is something I'm definitely trying to implement this next, for the rest of the year, as far as I need to schedule a whole entire day where I can just go the movies by myself, Yeah, go to the spa, go get my nails or feet done, like whatever. Because I, a lot of times just, I'm go, 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 go. Like you gotta grind, you gotta grind, you gotta grind. And that's not healthy. Um, But yet the gym really is my um release place. Just getting in there, working out. That's what keeps me pushing throughout the day. Uh, I try to start the day off with the gym
0: and that just kind of sets my day off right. You need to pass that motivation to me because I am <laughs> crying. And then the days I'm sitting here, I'm like, this could be a day I, sh- you know, I could just do home workouts because I'm home a lot, but I can't. I don't know. It's the mindset. And I, what did they say? Is it 21 days of break a habit? Yep. Something to that effect. Like it, I'm like, okay. But if then it's 21 days later. And I'm like, damn, Ryan, you still sitting here eating your UTS barbecue chips when you could have been in a gym <laughs> days ago, you know? Yeah, so and I, then
1: Netflix, Netflix and HBO Max is definitely a, a stress a stress reliever for
0: me. Just being able to turn something on, huh? What's your favorite show right now? What do you like to watch?
1: Oh my gosh, um, I'm watching Bel Air, love it. Um, I just finished I just finished Harlem,
0: uh, season two. Love Harlem,
1: so good. I like shows like that that. I mean, the black, of course, (laughs) but I like how they touch on like real life issues, right? Like season two of Harlem was just so good. It was the subtle things like when they showed um, when they showed Ty how her non-black doctor treated her versus her black doctor. (laughs) The small things it's the small thing bel-air obviously how they showed how the black elites operate when the kids were getting ready to do their um when the kids were ready to do their protest and the black uh teacher was like discouraged and <laughs> against it um so yeah those are two shows that i'm really love loving and then i mean i just finished uh the new season of you, which is super toxic and it's not for the culture, but it's just
0: a great show. <laughs> I I am in the process, I gotta actually like sit down and finish. I finished part one last month, but I gotta I started episode one because I kept seeing I saw some tweets here and there, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta like I gotta tap into that. I gotta tap into that. But that's funny that you, back to Harlem, but the way yeah. to end it. It was giving kind of like series finale ish. Although they no, have- I'm not claiming way. that. Like I had was a conversation. A with- Say it again. It was a cliffhanger. Yes. Let me correct myself. It okay. gave off a big cliffhanger, but it also it was just really felt rushed. I don't know. Like I was just like eight episodes. Like first season was ten. Now we're down to eight. Which I hope I'm wrong. I'm claiming that I'm wrong because we need. I need answers in season three. And if you hello. Know, <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope it wasn't. They
1: did kind of close out stories. Yeah. So I thought the same thing as you. I'm like, "Wait, is this the end?" But then that cliffhanger, I was like, "Oh, ain't no
0: ain't no way." No way. Like I want these I want black sh- these are black these new black shows that are coming out to have that flex like Issa Rae did. You know, I always think about Issa Rae a couple years ago she knew she was like i know when i want to in insecure like i have it in mind and mm-hmm. no longer than like what two years later it was like boom it was done because you know why keep something running when it can run out when it's on its high you know it yeah and I, I do want and you show- know
1: harlem showrunner is the same uh tracy she worked on awkward black girls so yes
0: Yes, 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 yes. So it's good to see these shows that are relatable because insecure was just like I uh. I go back and re-rewatch it. I haven't yet since the uh series ended because I'm like I <laughs> get a little emotional thinking about damn, I'm, I'm not gonna I usually used to re I used to rewatch it before the season would air, like the day before right. like Saturday, I would just binge, binge the whole series, but I'm like I can't yet because I know it's you know the, that last episode, you know, it's it's one of those. I things. love Insecure so much. It's definitely one of
1: those shows. I say like the most
0: important shows of like the
1: past like ten decades. I mean, not ten de- decade In- of the past ten years. <laughs> Insecure is on that list. Um, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder,
0: top three. For- A lot
1: of people don't like it. Blackish. Like those shows were just important That's- as far as the stories they were telling. We weren't seeing a family like um,
0: the Johnsons on TV prior to Blackish. That's true. You're very. That's very true. What I will say is I watched Grownish more than I did Blackish. Mm.
1: I didn't watch Grownish, but that's because I don't like the ponytail boy, um, the rat tail boy.
0: Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So Trevor. That's I was like Travis. I was thinking of a name. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Jackson. Exactly. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> rat tail. Um, my reason for watching a lot of like why well, I watch like younger and because I'm working I just finished my first draft of my book and yeah. trying to I wanted to do something as like a a love letter to my younger self like a, a young adult or you know like that teen so I was watching like a lot of like the young adult series on Freeform and you know trying to get that step into that element again because I'm not in that age bracket anymore so a lot of things have changed you know so that's the reason why I watched that but oh, Michael, that makes sense. back to you first of all I just want to say congratulations on you know combos vertical you made it as an LLC now correct correct I remember seeing your post because like backstory I think how we came in contact was your tweet you posted something about you know what podcasts or who should I check out or you know something like around that I can't think of the exact w- w- wording, and I remember a quote retweeting. I'm like, well, why not check out Ryan Out Loud? I have like a lot of times what happens with people connecting and a lot of my connections that I've made through this podcast or from Twitter is just about mm-hmm. on yourself taking a chance on yourself. And since there, since then, we've been in constant communication heavily you know so that's how we came in contact so then you know you were finishing up season one and then i think when during your hiatus that's when you posted about converse for the culture being an llc what was that moment like for you as an entrepreneur that's been doing your thing for so many years Mm -hmm coming to that point also being a black man a black gay man having your llc and what does that entail what does that look like for the future
1: yeah so um it was like i was loving what we were doing with the podcast right um but it was like you know what until i like really solidify this thing this is just something that i'm doing right um And I was like, I want to do way more because I was looking across the landscape and I was like, yo, there's not what I want to do. It's not it, it, it's it's not being done like in the way that I want to do it. Um, So I said, I want convos for the culture. Obviously, it's a podcast, but I was like, it's way more. I want it to be like the flagship podcast, but I also want convos to be an entire business, an entire media platform that's giving opportunities to other people, right? That's something that I'm always about. I want to amplify other voices and have meaningful, you know, content creators come to me and us be able to provide them a platform. So I said, in order to do this, like I want to do it, um, we got to go ahead and make it an actual business, right? So long-term, what I want, and there's a podcast, another podcast that's going to have some amazing Black LGBTQ men, well, Black gay men, on um we're developing that podcast hit a couple of snap you know hit a couple of roadblocks but that's coming soon um i have a black wrestling podcast where is the the you know wrestling wwe whatever whatever and they're gonna be talking about wrestling but it's from the perspective of black men right not only from black men but both but it's two gay black men who are talking about wrestling so I was like
0: Yo, that's crazy. I can't um, believe that because I love growing up. Wrestling was just like growing up. Yeah, I just got so out. Like, I haven't watched it. And it's hard to cut you off. I haven't watched wrestling in a couple of years, probably been the pandemic hit because I bought tickets to go to WrestleMania in 2020. Me and my friend were uh, going down and I was just so devastated. I was like, you know what? Fuck wrestling. <laughs> Not really, but like I but I haven't no, I that. watched it, but I do keep, you know, like I keep up, but I haven't sat down to watch a Raw or Smackdown in a, about years. Okay.
1: So yeah, so that's coming. Um and really I want to really get us get to a point where we can have not just podcasts, but have YouTube series and yeah. like, you know, different shows and whatnot. Um get to a point where we do a mm, can I say this? I won't name the name of it, but where we could do like a whole entire convention type thing where all of the podcasts who are a part of the network, they're having live podcasts recorded. Where we're having panels and we're having different speakers, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, in order to do what I really wanted to do, I had to make it a business. So, I went ahead, put in the paperwork for it, paying my little money, whatever, and uh made it an LLC.
0: Congratulations. That is major. You are <laughs> on to big things with Converse for the Culture. I mean, so a little bit backtracking can we talk about the first
1: podcast yet? Yeah, we could definitely talk about it. <laughs> we could talk about it, yes.
0: Okay, because I've, I've mentioned it to those that okay. trust. Okay, like right. family and friends, and my excitement is real. So I'm just going to say it. So, Micah, we are going to venture together. I am a part of your new project, the Black Gay Agenda yes yeah. crowd cheers cheers <laughs> um first of all I want to say thank you um mm-hmm. for allowing me to be a part of this new venture which will be new for me because I I've started this journey on my own um so to but I love collaborating I am open to collaboration so having this conversation will, you know, with the Black Gay Agenda crew, will be new to me, and I'm. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, it's overall an exciting, exciting feeling because I'm a music podcast. You know, I more of my my opinions. We'll see who's the favorite, who's not. How people feel about me after that after some episodes air, but um, the it it will be nice to see another perspective of, you know, a layer I should say of mm-hmm. Ryan Lewis um what i will add to this project of this podcast which i'm excited so thank you yeah
1: no no problem uh it's good to have you uh i'm excited for it um like our youngest person on the podcast is 20 he's 22 i want to say oh wow 22 or 23 solomon um okay yeah and then the oldest is 40 Yeah, he doesn't look 40. Alex, okay, wow, yeah, yeah, I know. So, like, when he told me he was 40, I was like, Wait, you're 40, bro? Like, I've known him for a couple years now, and I was like, Since when have you been 40? <laughs> but, um, I like it because that's a nice gap, right? It is, um, and you're having different that's what I wanted. wanted. Like, a lot of people were like. Submitting, and then there was people with like way bigger platforms than me who were submitting. But I didn't, I'll tell you a name afterwards, but I didn't want to just bring on just anybody, you feel me? Just because they had a platform, just because they were a bigger name, etc. etc. Right. Um, I wanted to make sure that we meshed but I also wanted us to have different, just different types because you know, we always say black people are the monument, black gay people aren't, Black gay men aren't a monolith either. So we have some who are more mask presented on the show, right? Yeah. We have some who are more femme presenting on the show. We have some who are in between. Like I said, we have the age gaps and then we have some who are, one of the gentlemen, he has some opinions that are very, oh, okay. That's kind of toxic, however, um, I think we need that because I want everybody to be able to learn and grow. Because the way I am now, people are like, oh, you're so like, you're so, you know, everything you're always wanting to unpack and deconstruct and you're talking about this ism and this obic and blah, 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 blah. But I wasn't always like that. Like, yeah. the beginning of my journey, like there was a time unbeknownst to me, I was transphobic. Mm. I didn't think I was. But it was stuff that was internalized. So what did I have to do? When someone called it out, I had to sit with it, I had to unpack it, and then I had to do the education. So like I'm really excited about this because I hope that everybody who listens, who's gonna listen, they'll be able to like learn a lot. And it's gonna be fun too. We're gonna talk about have fun, talk about fun stuff, but then we're gonna also talk about serious stuff. And I use the black gay agenda because the straights think that we have some agenda to turn everybody gay so i said let's go ahead and like let's take what they call say and let's go ahead and make this something powerful so boom the
0: black gay agenda i'm excited i literally i had a dream about what could happen what will happen, mm. i'm just gonna say what will happen with the black gay agenda um i literally had a clear vision of us doing live shows like everybody like to the nines like people with side projects still flourishing but that black gay agenda was like comfort to a lot of people it was a hit for a lot of it will be a hit for a lot of people so I'm I'm excited when I have hunches like that I'm 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 all for it you know I'm mm-hmm. all so that's exciting yeah, you're catching the vision for sure. That's exciting. So, okay. So, let me let's let's move along to. So, let me let's talk about off season as a fellow podcaster, right? Yeah. yeah. Woo, off season. Okay. So, you ended, you did bonus episodes, right? Throughout, like, do you have that feeling yeah. like your season officially, like, your first season ended? You were now in season two, but when your first yeah. season ended and <laughs> Or like things were happening, stuff was, you know, new stuff was happening in the in the entertainment, you know, in that and on the media, on Twitter, whatever <laughs> how like it's like it's I call it like a um or leg twitch, like I don't want I want you know crack hit, you know, like that fiend like that, oh my God, I feel like I need to be recording or I need to yeah. tap into this topic, oh my God, like this, you know, like how. How did you handle that? Cause you did jump in and do some bonus episodes, you know, mm-hmm. first season officially ended, but off season as a podcaster, cause I'll explain what it's like for me, but tell me okay, for you, what is that light? What was that, that anxious? Like I need to be recording. I need to tap into this topic. How does that, mm-hmm. how, did that how did that look?
1: So yeah, it was, oh my God, it was the hardest thing ever. We ended, no. <laughs> we ended in October and then we launched the new season in February of this year. So November, December, <laughs> January. And a lot of stuff happened during that time. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I gotta record. Oh my god, I gotta record. Oh my god, I re- gotta record. And I put out a couple of bonus episodes, like three or four bonus episodes during that time. But then my um friend Blake was like, um, who's like a brother, a friend, a mentor. He does all my photography, all of that, right? Um, he was like, "Bro, you can't keep doing bonus episodes. Otherwise, you're not on the season break."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, "Oh my god!" So what I did do during that time is, once I really said, "Okay, we're not no more episodes. We're gonna really take a break." But what I did was, I that's when we went ahead and took the Cowboys for the culture page, and we started making it more blog style so okay. it was like you know what we can still have these conversations uh we're just gonna do it with the content that we push out that's not podcasting content and that's kind of how i like did the workaround because i didn't want to kill any momentum because we were building the momentum right so i said let me go ahead and just create content and let's go ahead and let's make this a media platform and then that's when i also got the idea all right, let's go ahead and make this an LLC. So that's how I got around it. But yeah, it was it was hard because I wanted to just keep recording and keep recording and keep recording and keep recording. So like,
0: yeah, it was it was tough. He, I relatable. Like I can tell you Ryan Alai wasn't coming back. Season five was not returning because things really. Were- oh no I was like I'm done <laughs> I was like I am done season four ended and I was just like there was a point in the first few years like I went out of the country for a vacation came back and I was like I had this energy but then my life was consumed with work like work, mm-hmm. work, work. and I was like okay I have a book I want to finish I have season five that I want to plan and you know accordingly and i just didn't find have the time and i was just like a little overwhelmed but then there was part of me was like i kept getting emails here and there from or dms or tweets uh instagram messages from artists that were like hey i have this project coming out can we you know can i would love to come on right out loud so i want to say like my hiatus was like permanent for a minute Oh, wow. It was permanent and I didn't really talk about it, although I would keep probably updating here and there. I was supposed to do a Grammy recap with uh, Amorphous and we were, you know, we were going to do that, but I didn't even reach out to say, hey, you want to do this? Like that could have been a dope, another dope episode, but mm-hmm. I was just not feeling it. But um, I recently, I had some time, like I had another vision for season five. Okay. Uh, another look but you know things when you got to improvise because you know we're creatives we're on a budget so most of us and you got to do what you need to do so shout out to the artists that submitted to my form because I didn't think anybody was going to check for it and here we are in season and you got a lot of people who did right well 14 15 people yeah um it's it, this season is a like this is dope. you know it, it's been dope and there's a lot that's coming that I'm excited about so yeah, but. I respect that you did it anyways, though like, it didn't look
1: like how you wanted it to look, but you pushed through and you're still doing it. Um, I think that's that, that's that consistency, right? I think the more consistent we are, the more things that are going to fall into place. Cause the original goal for season two of this podcast, cause season one, I had a co-host shout out to Portia. She was awesome. Um, And the, the, kind of how I, the ultimate goal for Convos for the Culture is kind of take it the way like Charlemagne does Hell of a Week um, or whatever he calls it now. I think it's Hell of a Week. Kind of do how Trevor Noah, one of the GOATs, uh, also shout out to Jon Stewart, the GOAT, um, kind of do it like them, right? So have like the funny comedy parts and then have like the interviews and we're kind of tailoring it like that, but the ultimate goal is like studio type audience type stuff but i couldn't get it done for season two but i didn't put off season two until i could get it done i just went ahead and said we're going to do it when we can do it
0: that's just rolling with the punches that's what i learned about you know even though i'm in season five of my podcast but i'm learning every day every season yeah you know learning to be consistent learning to how to engage and all of that so i i you know i appreciate uh, people like you that get it, you know, like that you get it. So, so let's talk about like you since you season two started in February, and yeah. you're also a great start with great conversations. But I, what you are doing now is you're doing. Are we calling? It, well, I I call it podcast consulting, but you're doing basically like a podcast master class for. People who want to do, you know, start yes. their own platforms, their podcasts, they want to jump into that. How is that, ex- how does that feel to be in that position? Like you were teaching, you know, up and coming podcasters to execute their voice, to live in their truth, to, you know, how to strategize all of that. How, what is, how is that like, mm-hmm. what does feel like for you?
1: Yeah. So awesome question. Um, so it's really just a pivot right just a little kind of building on what i did before so before i started podcasting so last year when i started in january i used to do coaching i used to do teaching and um a bunch of master classes all about content creation like all of that stuff instagram coaching like all of that right um and i shut it all down last year because like i said i wanted to focus strictly on podcasting i wanted the people to see like yo I'm going to build this thing from the ground up. Watch me work. And boom, that's how we pushed out those episodes. Boom, 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 boom. Um, And then people were like, but I used a lot of the same elements to the, you know, how to grow your YouTube or how to grow your Instagram, how to build a community with your content. All of that stuff that I used to teach before, I just applied that to starting the podcast right and growing the podcast and building the podcast and people have seen me build it from when I first started and how garbage our graphics and visuals were right and how like the artwork was good but how I like pushed I started off with like just the audiograms right Mm -hmm. and then I started doing clips and then like now it's grown and like everything like you go to the page and it's like everything looks good together right um, and then people started asking me, hey, bro, I want to start a podcast. What should I do? Hey, bro, can you show me this? Hey, bro, can you do this? Hey, 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 can I pick your brain real quick? I have no, 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 no problem with people picking your my brain. But at the same time, I invested a lot of time into this. You know how much time we invest into this. Uh, I invested a lot of money into this. I had a mentor. Uh, shout out to David Shans of Sleep is for Suckers. I had a mentor who helped me. Um who i paid to go to certain courses and all of these things so i was like you know what there's a demand for it so i'm gonna go ahead and create a course for it um and my course isn't just for because a lot of stuff is like just the basics now you're gonna learn the basics with podcast the purpose right um you know the mic setup this boom boom, boom, boom. But a lot of it, a lot of what I teach is more so mentality and making sure that you're actually operating in purpose, right? Because what does that look like? Like people are always like, oh, I want to get into the podcast. I want to be the next B Simone. I want to be like the next, this person. I want to be like the next, this person. I want my podcast to be just like this person, right? Million dollar worth of game. It's like, no, we need you. We need your voice. So like the goal with this program and this masterclass is really being able to, what is it that you like? Right? Let's say uh Shorty over here, he likes he's a big um he's a big fan of, of the Rugrats, right? Grew up with the Rugrats. Nope. Let's go ahead and do the beyond the crib, right? Or uh 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 uh, 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 uh. Back at the Crib podcast, right? And it's about the Back at the Crib Rugrats podcast. And now what you're doing, you can go ahead and you can do Breaking down from season one to however long that show went, and you're doing each season. Hey, in this episode, boom, 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 and you're talking about the Rugrats. Boom, 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 boom. And then we're figuring out how you can monetize your podcast. And then we're figuring out if you can go ahead and reach out to different guests who may have been on the Rugrats. And it's like all these different things. Whatever it is that you like to do, you can create a podcast around it. So, like, that's really what we're doing with it.
0: I love that and it's funny that you mentioned like the the Rugrats. what I've noticed recently in the last few months I've noticed um a lot of like our like childhood or you know teenage shows that were around in the Disney era like Wizard of Waverly Place they have a podcast now um Mm -hmm. some of the co-stars uh Ned's class i can't remember the title but ned's class or however that goes they have a they did a reboot podcast whatever you want to call it where they recapping um one of my favorite shows growing up the x-men x-men the animated series which is coming back in 2023 later on this year um top five cartoon uh, animated series ever literally am my it's my top favorite my first pick um you know, they do, they had, there's a review, there's a podcast that revisits the series, animated series, and even have some of the original voices on there, which is dope. Um, I love that. I love that. And it's funny, because, like, we reached that era, that moment with, like, reboots, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was, like, reboots, like, are a hit or miss. But I like that for them, like, to revisit the episodes or the -the behind-the-scenes memories. Mm -hmm. Some don't need a reboot. <laughs> no, I agree. Shit. you know, some don't need. So I do like that for them. So it's funny that you just mentioned, you know, like that idea of a Rugrats. Um, my question to you is real quick because they got to pay, and they we will post a link to, for your master, your, for right. your class. A quick tagline or like advice to give somebody that's a listening that might want to do start their own podcast, real quick.
1: Yeah. Be authentic. Be yourself. Right. That's it. Like be authentic and be yourself. And that sounds, it sounds funny. Right. But um, I say it because there's a specific audience just for you. Yes. Right. When we talk about niches, right. The riches are in the niches. Right. And we're talking about finding your targeted niche audience. There's literally podcasts out there when you just do like podcast searches there's like podcasts out there for people who like bass, saltwater bass fishing, right?
0: Yeah, literally.
1: And, and people think that you got to be for everybody. And one thing that I say is if you're marketing to everybody, you're not marketing to anybody. Now everybody can, I'm giving them sauce, but that's okay. Cause I rock with you so your people can learn some of this. So like anybody can listen to combos for the culture, mm-hmm. right? But combos for the Culture, it's not for everybody, it's not. You so you have to have like a, a what we call an avatar in marketing, an avatar in mind. I know mine is two people. It's Ricky and Monica, right? Ricky's 27 years old. He went to Morehouse. He's married to a Black queen. He's super unproblematic. He works at a youth center. He's from the south side of Chicago. listens uh his favorite artist is um well it was Kanye West we gotta change that out um like and then I go ahead and I break down every single thing about Ricky and every single thing about Monica right the reason why I do that when I create content I have them in mind right so I say I know that they believe this I know they believe that now if somebody outside of my avatar wants to rock with the podcast that's cool. You're We welcome you, but the podcast is not for you, bro. So when you sit there and like you like, oh, uh, you're talking about this gay shit, you're ruining the Black family structure. Okay, that's your opinion. I'll go ahead. We can have a spirited debate, but at the end of the day, you can see the door because the podcast isn't for you. It's not for you. So it's- that's what I would say. Just for, uh, you know, I would tell them be their, their authentic selves and then find your person. Yeah, when you find your person, want to invite other people just like you to listen to podcasts.
0: I like that. There y'all go. You probably got to that. Now you got to pay. You got to pay to attend his. Now night. they got fed. I've done <laughs> some. I've been doing some I, over the last like probably during my off. Well, a little bit before my off season, like in November, I had some locals reach out about starting a podcast, and I was doing in person meetings and awesome giving advice when I was like hold on the price is going up okay the price is going up up oh. you know so you have like
1: guest guests too that's like the thing like and that's your social proof like you got guest guests <laughs> so guest <laughs> guests who be in a room with the star and then be like what so like you're not going to get this information for free
0: yeah it, it took me a minute because i'm very like you know i like to i believe i don't believe in gatekeeping you know so i'm like sure but now it's like mm-hmm. we gotta schedule something boo on my time
1: yeah because when they be like oh i'll just youtube it if you would just youtube it you would have done it by now right.
0: literally so let me help you i mean come on come on come on but that's that's dope and i will post all of that information into the bio so being that this I have this is a quick question and then we're going to go into the last question so being that this Ryan out loud is a platform for you know black queer creatives but specifically I have a lot of music artists yeah tell me one of your favorite songs by a black queer artist Mm. right now anything that Doshi makes.
1: I adore Doshi. Um I had a tweet go viral because I said hear me out. Doshi should um open up for Beyonce Renaissance. I like, <laughs> and then it went crazy. I didn't that, and it was just a random tweet because I was listening to her. But yeah, I love her. Like
0: I I'm hit. I, her energy she's on my bucket list. To have on Ryan out loud. Okay. I would love to have. Oh her. my
1: god, I would love. Let me know when it is. I'm listening. Um, yeah, I love her. She's like one of my favorite uh queer artists. Um, I feel like what Isaiah Banks should have been okay. is what though she will be. Okay. Because when she came out, it was like, yo, this girl is about to like go high. She about to do all the things, and then, you know, she started showing her personality wow. um she and, yeah she talks a lot but don't she's so dope she's so 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 yeah that's my answer
0: okay so actually i lied i have two more questions this one is what is who is a dream guest on convo's for- okay
1: Oh, dream guest! I say I tweet them every single week until it happens. I want to do it. Kiki Palmer and Tank. Okay. Um, Kiki Palmer, yeah, Kiki Palmer and Tank. Kiki Palmer because I just I Kiki Palmer makes me happy. That sounds funny, but um,
0: she does. She's
1: amazing. she's amazing. Keke Palmer is just amazing. Her personality, her energy, what she stands for. Like, I love her. Um, So yeah, I gotta interview her. And then Tank, because I feel like Tank is one of the most under, criminally underrated and overlooked when it comes to R&B. Yeah. Sex, Love, and Pain is one of the greatest, I don't care what anybody says, one of the greatest R&B albums ever made. Okay. Okay. Ever made?
0: I love Tank. Love this podcast. Such a
1: general, as far as like our military background. So like the general is the one who like makes sure that you know the mission is seen through and all of this. And I feel like the way he pushes R&B forward, the way that he um makes sure just an ambassador for R&B. Like everybody's like, "There's no real R&B. There's no real R&B." But Tank is being very specific every single day on making sure that people know that R&B is not dead that RB still alive whether it be his challenges whether it be what he's doing with the RB Money podcast like love that podcast two, those are
0: my oh, two I absolutely yes. I do love Army Money podcast I love hearing insights and all of that so I love that okay we're going to that's going to happen we're going to keep that in the in the mm-hmm. air manifest that for you so Micah, i in Ryan out loud with this question to all of my guests and you will be no different okay. What advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Mm, wow, that is good. What advice would I give to my younger self? Um it would be this is your life. Mm. so you have to live it for you. I grew up, both my parents, pastors and for the longest time, I didn't live freely. As a black gay man, because it was like, oh, I have to make them proud, and I don't want to disappoint. And what if they think this? And what if they think that? And I feel like, if I could be honest, if I could be honest, I probably hurt along a lot of people along the way because I didn't, I wasn't happy with myself, right? I wasn't comfortable with who I was, and then it's like people like me, you know. But I was like, oh, it can only be a physical thing because I can't be seen with you because this, that and the other um so like I know I cut myself probably off from love and all these things like earlier on in my years just, just because of that so yeah it would be it would just be like don't worry about what they think because at the end of the day they live their life and they did what they wanted to do during right. the pandemic. Like, Because when, during the pandemic, we had a lot of time to really just sit with ourselves, right? And I was like, I was literally like, oh, well, when my, whenever my mom died when I was uh, a teenager. Sorry. So I was like, whenever my dad checks up, I'm out of here. That's when I'll whatever, 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 whatever. And I was like, yo, this nigga might be alive till like he's 90, 100 years old, right? And I'm just sitting here putting my life on pause. And so, yeah, that's what it would be. And I feel like a lot of us Black people, especially those of us who grew up in, like, church, that's a real thing for so many people. So, like, if I could tell my younger self that, that's what it would be. Just, like, don't worry about what anybody has to say. Family, friends, acquaintances, co-workers, because if they rock with you, like, really rock with you, They're going to rock with you regardless.
0: I love that. I love that. And that's very relatable. Very, very relatable. So, Micah, thank you for coming on to Ryan Out Loud and giving us your background, your inspiration, and what you're doing. Because what you are doing with Convos for the Culture is absolutely necessary and absolutely needed. So, don't ever get a discouraging thought keep pushing because people are watching people are sharing people are interacting so thank you for your platform it is it's needed Definitely. thank you thank you i appreciate you having me of course so tell the listeners where they can find you on all social media platforms
1: all right so youtube combos for the culture that easy instagram i'm kind of still on there but i'm kind of retired from instagram because I just can't deal with them anymore. That's It's Micah B, M-I-C-A-H-B. So It's Micah B. Twitter, It's Micah B. Uh, that's really where I'm at mostly now. It's over on Twitter. Um, if y'all are sensitive, though, don't follow me over there. But yeah, <laughs> It's Micah B on Instagram. It's Micah B on um, uh, Twitter. And then just Combos for the Culture on
0: YouTube. All right. I will post everything in the the link so that people can have easy access to finding you on the internet and social media and y'all thank you for listening to this uh, to another dope episode of Ryan out loud remember y'all black lives matter black queer lives matter and black trans live matter that will never change so you guys and we are out we are out